So there's some very interesting Second Amendment movement going on. There's movement across states. Montana, I think, just did it. Indiana is trying to do it. Why should you need a license to carry a firearm? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's great to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. We'll dig into that coming up in a little bit. But let's take ourselves to Canada. It's a funny story. I had some cabinet work done. New doors put on the cabinets. Right? We didn't need all new cabinets. Just wanted to really uh, change uh, the, the look. Paint wasn't going to cover it. We, we did it. We did a thing. Very cool. Very, very happy with how it came out. And uh, one of the installers was here finishing up uh, on, on something. And uh, was telling a story about Canada and rural Canada. And how in rural Canada, I guess he's got a cabin up there or a family up there, whatever the case may be. You know, sometimes you'll have a doctor's appointment. You'll go to the doctor. Doctor's not there. They just forgot. They're not coming in today. Restaurants don't open when they're supposed to. People just take it very, very easy. They just, you know, they get to things when they when they get to things. And I heard that story in, in passing, and I said, huh, well, that's a thing. Here, let me, let me describe to you what that sounds like to me. Most white people and Europeans are about agendas and to-do lists and tasks and, oh, we have 30 minutes for this and, oh, time to move on. That is a woman from Washington State. She is from the Office of Equity in Washington State, and her name is Karen Johnson. So Karen Johnson is part of this equity task force in Washington State, and she starts off with this conversation about time and rigidness. Most white people and Europeans are about agendas and to-do lists and tasks and, oh, we have 30 minutes for this and, oh, time to move on, where many people of color, maybe it matters, maybe it doesn't. In South Africa, if we were meeting right here, 235, if uh, Craig Bill walked in right now in South Africa, what would happen is they would stop, welcome him, how was your weekend, you had the plans for Thanksgiving, and would bring him up to speed on what he missed if we were in South Africa. If somebody, if Craig Bill walked in right now here in Tumwater, Washington, we say hello, uh, this, and maybe somebody, would, well, our chairs are gracious, so you all would let them know here we are, but it's basically, this is where we are, so just get with it. Now, it's a very interesting thing, you keep hearing the South Africa conversation coming up, you're also going to hear a lot about the South African Constitution in the days, weeks, and months ahead. Uh, you want no part of the South African Constitution? I will actually get into sharing it next week. And why this is coming up, because the South African uh, Constitution comes after a Truth and Reconciliation Commission. So basically now we're going to get into the place where America is as guilty as an apartheid state. Wait for it, it's coming. But I brought up the Canadians. This idea of showing up when you want has come up before. As a matter of fact, it was the Smithsonian that put this out. Uh, concepts of time and timeliness 
and being on time, those are all constructs of whiteness. As a matter of fact, in the same meeting, some sentiments got echoed by uh, this gentleman. About through this work, the Office of Equity should model practices in decolonizing boards and other government structures by identifying and dismantling culture-bound rules and decorum, time requirement, education, and what we call expertise. Well, if you want to get rid of expertise, uh, that that's fine. I happen to like expertise. It's just that I have the right to not listen to the experts. Uh, It's funny. In some cases, you have to listen to the experts like them who want to tell you about wokeness and race and all these things. But now you don't have to listen to the experts when it works in their favor. But these cultural things, remember, that's what he just brought up. He brought up cultural things. Johnson was talking about just a minute ago about through this work, the Office of Equity should model practices in decolonizing boards and other government structures by identifying and dismantling culture-bound rules and decorum, time requirement. Culture-bound rules and decorum and time requirements. Forget the whole thing about colonization. You know where they're going with that nonsense. If you're admitting that it's culture-bound... Culture-bound rules and time requirements. So you're making the argument that South Africa has the same system as a conversation I just heard about rural Canada. What do they have in common? What do they not have in common? Wouldn't that be the logical conversation? Look at these two things. This thing from Washington State actually took place in, in 2020. I think it took place around Thanksgiving. This conversation about Canada happened two and a half hours ago. What's the connectivity? Not a racial conversation, but rather a cultural one. If you want a society where you don't care if people show up on time, that's you. You know what has to happen every day at the time this show starts? We have to be ready to go. We have to do it. We actually live and die by the clock on this show. That's how it works. You don't get your way. No one cares about your culture or whatever. The sponsors need to be taken care of. The station needs to be able to get in the breaks. All these things have to happen. But if you're going to say this is the South African model and someone's saying, look at the Royal Canadian model, what do those two places have in common? And oh, it ain't race. Now, is it? You understand that none of these conversations are about race. It's utilizing it to attack and destroy to create the political desire. I'm Tony Katz.